Hey y'all, it's your boy OTR Brandon. Thanks for joining us. This segment is a continuation from our NBA Draft Recap. Enjoy. Also, man, outside of the draft, because, again, this was a busy week for the NBA, there was free agency. So there was a couple things, a couple signings last night, Woj, Shams. And as you can see, our insider, is he's checking his phones right now, seeing what deals are coming in, as you can see. So they've been working their phones. <laughs> so I highlighted a few signings and trades that went on yesterday. One, as we started the show talking about Clay Thompson, the Warriors got busy. It made a move quickly to try to offset that injury a little bit by by trading for Kelly Obrey Jr. He's Ooh. a good player, man. Ooh. It feels Ooh. like I didn't it know. It feels that. like he's missing something, which then keeps his name off of certain lists as being like the next player up or almost close to being all star type player. But yo, this kid can ball. Oh yeah. So quickly, man. What do you guys think about this move for Golden State? I mean, I, listen, he got some big shoes to fill, and we know he he's not going to be Clay Thompson, but adding him to that roster, you still have Aaron Wiggins. They just got Wiseman, and then you still got Steph and Draymond, man. What do you think this does for that Golden State team? We'll start with you, Brandon. That is a significant move. I thought Kelly Oubre, I enjoyed watching him this past season in Phoenix when he was healthy. And if you remember, Phoenix in the bubble, they were a problem. I don't think Ubre Ubre is a problem, yo. If you you said he's not Clay, I think you know he's a young player who's ascending. As far as like you know, pure shooters, of course, we we got Clay up there as as an elite shooter. But like Ubre, I don't. As far as like raw talent is concerned, I don't think he's far behind Clay. He might not be as good of a defensive player as Clay was, or as we thought he was. But Ubre Ubre is a two way player. He's a two way player that can get up the floor. He's got an outside jump shot. He can take you off the dribble. He finishes strong at the rim. This is a significant move for Golden State, at least for the regular season. I don't know what he's going to do in the playoffs, but um, he can he can ball. I like this move for Golden State. What about you, Alex? Man, how you, what do you think about this move for Golden State? Obrey is good, man. Like he was somebody I was eyeing that maybe the Lakers could try and make a trade for. He, he's a really good player. Golden State has went from you know, having the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. Also having Kevin Kevin Durant, who's one of the best shooters of all time, to now you've still got Steph, but Oubre and Wiggins ain't Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson, no matter how you slice it. Certainly not shooting-wise. So the style of play for Golden State probably has to change a bit if you're going to have these two guys on the floor at the same time. Draymond's still there, but he's older, right? And then now you got Weissman, who's a rookie. So you've got Oubre, Wiggins, and Weissman who have you know, never sniffed an NBA Finals and don't have the kind of experience that Dre and Clay does. So I, they have to temper expectations. Like that's going to be the thing for, for Golden. If Golden State's coming in saying, oh, we're going to compete for a championship, probably need to quiet down a little bit. Because when these guys maybe kind of falter under the spotlight, then it's going to be their fault. When I don't think that, I think that they're fine players. It's, they, they need time, man. But I like Oubre a lot. I, I really like him a lot. What about you, Kwame? man? You used to play for your squad. The Wizards, Washington Wizards, man. What do you think about Oubre ended up with the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, I'm shocked about this this pick as well. But I think it's a good pick. He contributed when he played for the Wizards. And, you know, look, he, he came out of Kansas. He was a contributor. He was a two-way player. Of course, things didn't work out in, in D.C. 
You know, he went to, to OKC and then now Golden State have picked him up. And you're going to need someone to compliment Clay. I mean, why not go out and get a get a player and make that trade for him? He's still young. And like I said, he's a two-way player. So good pick. Time will tell if it if it, if it actually manifests into to something to what they're looking for. Just like you said, if, if they're looking for championship, then, I mean, that's a big question mark. But if you kind of tailor the, the expectations to competing, maybe going far in playoffs, then, I mean, you, you got a solid pick with this. Yeah, man, it is a good pickup, man. He he had a career year last year. Um, he averaged 18 points a game, and he had a career uh, high in rebounds for a season, averaging about six and a half. So he's a player that is trending up. Again, he got big shoes to fill, and I guess, you know, they looking to for him and Wiggins to somehow morph and transform into one player to kind of <laughs> close the gap with, with Clay Thompson. But I do think it was a solid pickup for them. Uh, sticking with the Wizards, man. Listen, I tweeted about this move, man. Davis Bertans, man, he got a five-year, $80 million deal. And I tweeted about the Wizards because they, they have a, a tendency of giving out bad contracts. And for me, this, this says bad contract. But I will say the Wizards fans on Twitter were very, very, very happy about this deal. He is a knockdown three-point shooter. He did lead the league in three-point percentage, I believe. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. And what y'all think about this deal, man? Do you think he was overpaid? I know, Brandon, when me and you talked yesterday on the stereo app, check us out on the stereo app, you, you said the Knicks were iron Bertans, man. So you, you kind of had an eye on this guy. What do you think about this move and this signing, man, for the Wizards? Having him on the roster, I think, is, is a plus. Whether the contract is bad or not, I mean, well, the Washington sports teams in general just have a tendency to throw money at. They felt like they had to keep him. I think that's what this contract says. Like, yeah, we can't let too many. John Wall wants out now. Like, I like Bertans. I would have loved him on the Knicks. Five-year 80 mil probably would have said, all right, ain't shit changed with the Knicks. We still throwing out contracts. But um, having this guy on your roster, he's a 6'10 guy who could fill it up quick. (laughs) He gets hot. It's a problem. So congrats to him. The Wizards get to keep him. But uh, I, I don't know how much of a how much of a change this is going to be for the Wizards, um, especially if Wall leaves. But uh, good player. I like him. Alex, Bertans, man. Yeah, as our resident NBA insider, was this an overpay or did he deserve this type of contract? Now, I will say that he did have a career year with the Wizards. Uh, He averaged 15.4 points a game. That's up from his previous career high, which was around eight points a game. He shot 42% from three point. What do you think, man? Modern NBA puts a premium on shooting, right? So he's white and he can shoot. That generally will get you paid. I think teams have to do something and they got money. They got to spend it, right? Like you have to spend the money. And if you look at what Joe Harris got to stay with the Nets, he got uh, four years, 75 million, and he shot 42% from three, right? So if you're just looking at someone comparable to Davis Bertans, then if that's the market, 70, 80 million for a shooter, all right. I guess if they didn't spend it on him, who they who were they going to spend it on? So. Yeah, I think I think for me that it's the length of the contract more so than it is the dollar amount. He's twenty eight years old, five years. I mean, Berton's at thirty three. I, I don't see him becoming like Dirk or anything. Like he's going to be a rotational six ten guy who can fill it up from the outside. So I mean, Berton's isn't thirty three. Oh, you mean at the end of his contract? Yeah, at the end of his contract, he'll be thirty three. Yeah. He's twenty eight yeah. now. Quan, again, this is a signing by your squad, man. 
then what do you think about the Wizards keeping Bertans? Now, uh, before you go, they, there's reports that Bill and John Wall were recruiting him to keep him, trying to talk him into staying with the team. So what do you think about them keeping Bertans, man? I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't see why $80 million, like for the Euro step and the three point. I, I, I mean, look, I, I get it. You need it. You need, you have to pay the premium for a shooter, but yo, know, 80, like, that's, we could have spent that on us trying to get a superstar. In. I don't see why we pay eighty million for that. He's not starting, right? He's coming off the bench. I, I would hope he's starting getting this type of money. <laughs> I mean, he played he played around thirty minutes a game for y'all. So whether he's yeah, starting okay. or coming off the bench, he, he he plays he plays a good chunk of minutes. Okay, so he he comes off the bench. He plays a good chunk. He he averaged nine, and then he came up from nine to fifteen. That's that's a good jump. That's a really good jump. But I just don't believe eighty million dollars. I don't see it. It's a boatload of money for a player you're only getting a three-point shot out of. I feel you, bro. I feel you. I mean, hey, like Alex says, a lot of bloated contracts going on. There's a premium on shooting. I was just as surprised at Joe Harris's contract. I don't know, man. We'll see how it pans out. But, I am I mean, listen, I'll never hate on people getting their money. Get what you feel you worth. Get what they give you, what they offering. But I, I, I thought this was right along the lines of the Wizards and their bloated contracts. The, you know, the the and Mihimis and those type of deals. But we'll see, man. We'll see how this goes. Now, unintentionally, man, we, we kind of going along the lines against the Wizards. This was unintentionally. But soon after this deal was signed, this came out. John Wall has requested a trade from the Wizards. Now, earlier in the week, there were comments made by Thomas uh, Shepard, who is the Wizards' new GM. And he said things along the lines like, you know, John Wall will not play uh, major minutes for them anymore. There also was a rumor that John Wall was a part of a trade discussion that was sent him to Houston for Russell Westbrook. Listen, we don't we don't have to spend a lot of time speculating on this situation. I figured something would come up out of it. But, man, like, where do you guys think John Wall could, would fit? I'll put that out there. Where do you think he would fit? Now, what team do you think he would be a good fit for? Now here, here I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw another image on the screen of a few teams that people are saying he would be a good fit for. But I want to get y'all's expert opinion and, and on that too. Like here's here's a few. Some people think he'd fit well with the Clippers, you know, Miami, the Spurs, and Denver. Starting with you, Brandon, where would you like to see? I mean, hey, would he be a good fit for the Knicks? That would have been my first uh, <laughs> team. I would have said. Um... Again, it just depends on what we have to give up, but I would welcome John Wall, him or or Westbrook. What's interesting here, I I don't like Denver. Why I don't know. Well, you, I mean, you can't really pay attention to this. Like this, I, I don't know. This is what people think he, where he would be a good fit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if they consider in the current roster at the they time. They didn't. They but, clutch, yeah. points, clutch <laughs> points. Just be talking. Yeah, yeah. Think the thing with John Wall is that. He's got to have the ball in his hands. And to me, I still kind of consider him, I guess, like a volume, a volume score. He's not going to give me 30 points a game on like 15 shots. He, he's got to have a ball. He's got to control. He's got to shoot. And we and we thinking a player like that with the roster that the Knicks have, which which is young, although I would like John Wall, it would be a concern of mine that you got to distribute the rock some. <laughs> you got you got some players around you. But this is a guy who can get to the rack. I think he still has um, uh, elite talent. But you know he's been in Washington for a while. They haven't they haven't really done shit. So yeah, well, um, Alex, what do you think about 
this whole situation playing how it's playing out in DC with John Wall. I know also it was the GM also came out and said they would now be moving towards building around Bradley Beal. So they're saying that that also is something that stung John Wall in wanting to request this trade. If he is traded, man, what is a good landing spot for this guy? I don't know if there's a good landing spot at all right now. Like if the Wizards could flip him for Westbrook, you do it. Mm-hmm. John Wall played 41 games in 2017-18. He played 32 games in 2018-19. He didn't play this entire past year. We haven't really seen John Wall in like three years, man, coming off two major injuries. His game was built on speed. And if you're coming off of two major injuries like he is, it ain't like he's Steph Curry from three, right? Like His game is literally built on speed. If he can't get up and down the court the way he used to, well, then his value is greatly diminished, not to mention he's making $44 million a year. So to me... Is the Wizards are smart to try to build around Bradley Beal. Sorry, John Wall. That's just that's just the truth. I think the Wizards saying that they're looking to part ways because he's throwing up gang signs. That's ridiculous. John Wall's been throwing up signs now for years. That's all a lie. If anything, the reason why they're probably going to decrease his minutes is to try and make sure he doesn't get hurt again so they can try and move him. That's probably what's going on. But it's kind of like with DeMarcus Cousins, man. Kind of like what, what, what we talked about with Clay going forward. You ain't seen a dude play in a couple years. You have no idea what they're going to look like. And if Wall's primary skill was getting up and down the court, it's fair to ask. He'll be 30, just about 30. Like 30's not I, old I, in the NBA anymore. No, it's not. But like 30 with two major injuries is right. But. <laughs> I mean, and making $44 million for the next three years. Like I, I have no idea where he would fit, man. Like if even if the Knicks were to absorb his contract, let's say the Knicks pick him up and he has these same injury concerns. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do with the I mean, Dolan can afford it, but what do you do? You handicap yourself with the cap. So I have no unless you know, if the Wizards are going to give you like a a future first round pick two or some some something else. Whoa, man! I don't know. I don't know. He can't be mad that they're going to build around Bill. Bill's younger. He's better. Was he third yeah. team All NBA this past season? Yeah. Like, and he and he was there. So yeah, <laughs> best, best, there. best ability is availability. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. but Bill might be on his way out too. Quiet as kept. But Wall can't be upset at this. Quan, again, man, I hate to keep bashing you, man, but your team, what do you think about John Wall? I know you were a John Wall fan. Would you like to see the Wizards work this out? And he stays, and they try to build around that nucleus between him, Bill, and now Bertans. What do you think? Do you think it's time for this for a divorce of this of this marriage between him and the Wizards? Hold on, Quan. You transform you to love. <laughs> <laughs> call you call you was uh call you breaking in and out, man. While Quan works out his technical difficulties, we'll we'll keep going. I'm gonna throw this up here again. For me, I think John Wall in Miami is intriguing. That's just me personally with that, you know, with that style, that that team. I don't know why. I'll is be he? honest with you. I don't know why, but it's it's kind of intriguing to me to see him in Miami or even with the Clippers. I mean, shit, at this point, what the Clippers got to lose? Clippers just gave $64 million to Marcus Morris, so they can't yeah. afford John Wall. John Wall, in Miami, John Wall's going to have to come. They they have a, a culture there that they've built. John Wall's going to have to come in and kind of humble himself, you know, some and, and not not be like, yo, I need the ball. You know, you, you get in where you fit in here. Yeah. Quan, did, did you want to make any comments about John Wall? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I was saying the, the fan in me, I don't want to see him go. 
I really don't. I've been a John Wall fan since he since he played at Kentucky, and then well, way before that, way he's before Carolina that. boy. He's Carolina, Carolina boy. Guy, he, yeah. re- representing Raleigh, North Carolina. He played uh, at Word of God, and so he was big. He was big around around the Raleigh area. Shout out to him. But at the same time, I don't I don't really want to see him go. But just like Alex, you know, said we haven't seen John Wall play consistent, honestly, in three years and at a high level. So from that perspective and then from John Wall's perspective, I think he actually needs to try to go to a team that's going to be a little bit more beneficial to his play, his style of play. And he's not getting any younger. He still can play. I think he's still an elite point guard if he can get back to – I'm not saying he'll get back to where he was, but the speed aspect of it, he may not have that anymore. But he can still play at a high a high level, and he can still contribute. So I think it's best that he tries to go to a team to where you know he sees fitting, and then you know Washington can kind of move on and do what they need to do when it comes to building around Bill or whoever else they need to they need to get free agency John, or whatever. John Wall is going to make forty one million this year, forty four million next year, and forty seven million the year after. Yeah, yeah, yo, you, you got, yeah. That, that, that contract, that contract is rough. Yeah, that, that's a rough one. So you gotta, I mean, from from the from the business side of, of Washington, you gotta cut ties and you gotta see who can take on the boatload of that contract. Good luck on moving that contract. I'll I'll say that. Yeah, but he'll be thirty three I mean, at the end of that contract. So he'll be how old? Thirty three. And it hey. isn't like his game is like Chris Paul's, where he can kind of plug in somewhere. I don't know, man. Somebody, you, somebody will get him. Somebody will take it, take it. Oh, off I, there. I, I agree with you. you know, I yeah. agree. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I will say this: if the Wizards had a chance to get to flip him for for Russ, they need to do that. Oh, and let me add this part: John Wall has a fifteen percent trade kicker. So if he gets traded, then his new team's got to pony up. Let me do the math real quick. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Lakers had to. AD waived oh, his four had, million yeah, dollar trade waved, kicker, and Wall's yeah. contract is damn near double AD. 15%. So it might be an eight million dollar trade kicker on top of his salary. So you got to eat that as a team too. They, they better talk that brother in the wave in that. <laughs> Sucks for the team, but I, I know he's laughing to the bank. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, good, and he's yeah. probably not going to get another max contract. So he needs to probably. Shh, you got to keep this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't come up off of it. Uh, no sir, <laughs> y'all, y'all move me do what y'all got to do, but. I ain't coming off nothing, Jack. Well, <laughs> certainly we'll be keeping an eye on DC and what's going on there. But moving on quickly to the next trade that kind of happened late last night. Steven Adams was traded to the Pelicans. Now I think I think the I think this became a 14 deal with the Drew Holiday mm-hmm. going to Milwaukee and all of that. So that got a little confusing with all the moving parts in that. But again, bypassing all the extra of the trade. How do you guys think that Steven Adams will, will do in New Orleans? And how do you think he fits with that team, with Zion? Uh, he, don't space the, he don't space the floor. Don't Zion need space? I, I, they can they can work that out. I mean, Zion could – they must plan on uh, playing Zion at the perimeter then. Zion's probably going to do some ball handling. Whew, ooh, they're going to be strong up front. That's for damn sure. Steven Adams is is a player who – he's definitely a presence in the paint, as we saw in Oklahoma City these past couple of years. Zion, you got Brandon Ingram, Lonzo. Yeah. Even without Drew Holiday, yo, you got JJ Reddick. And they just got that boy Kara Lewis Jr. from Alabama. He's, they got he's Drew Brett. They well, brought well, in well, Bledsoe well, too. What's interesting is is that they I, I'm looking here at their roster. It looks like they still have Derek Favors. Favors uh signed back with uh Utah. 
He's on with Utah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So they needed they needed a presence on the inside. That was favors. I think they upgraded with Stephen Adams. What about yeah. you, Kwame? What you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good look. I think it complements Zion. Stephen Adams. He, he's a force in the paint, and he brings that intensity. You look at the roster. Freezo. You still got Zoe. <laughs> you know, and uh, I mean, like I said, you got that young boy Kerry Lewis that they just drafted from Alabama who's a pre can go coast to coast and you got Brandon Ingram have a solid young roster. Now <laughs> on paper, it looks like it's solid. Now, if it can translate to, to being on the court, then, you know, they could be, they could be a dangerous young, young team. They really can be. So, I mean, I, I think, I think that was a good pick, but you need someone to compliment Zion. He's your future. Why not get someone big that can go in the paint? And like you said, Zion, he, you know, he can do his thing on the ball or he can, he can do what he needs to do it as well as being in the paint. Thanks a good pick. Alex, what you feel about this, man? I mean, he's an enforcer. So, you know, you got a, an enforcer to play with all these young guys. They've got, I think they've got too many point guards. I don't, you know what, man, for me, it's always about level setting expectation. I don't know what their expectations are. Probably to make the playoffs. Brandon Ingram's going to get a max contract this season. He should. So they'll compete for the eighth seed, I guess. I like Steven Adams. He's a vet. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's a good pickup. I, I would have liked to see him go to a contender, mm-hmm. like maybe I don't know. Like I honestly thought he would end up with the Clippers, some kind of way. But he is that enforcer type player. He is that guy that does the dirty work. So I think he will take a lot of those expectations off of Zion and to be you know a rebounder and all of that stuff. So we'll see how it works. But he does clog the middle, and and Zion needs to be kind of working in that area so we'll see how it goes shout out to my man Akeem man he's saying the 76ers made some moves uh in the draft and, and in free agency getting uh you know Dwight man and that that's who I wanted to move on to next Alex man help us understand the mix-up with the Dwight Howard situation we know that he tweeted that you know he was staying in LA where he belonged and then that tweet was was later deleted and then he ended up in Philly. Help the listeners understand what went down with that and him and your Lakers. What happened was they had a, they had a framework for, I think, $3.6 million, something like that. And Dwight thought if he agreed to it that the Lakers were going to – that was like we were done. All he had to do was agree. So he agreed, and then Shams tweeted it, and Dwight tweeted it, and then they both deleted it because Rob Palenka had the framework, but he didn't run the contract by Genie yet. So the Lakers were saying, well – Here's the framework, but we need to wait until we iron a couple other things out. So they just got ahead of themselves. So I'm sad to see Dwight go. He was great for us this year. Philly's getting a good one. Philly's have no concern to me. But shout out to Dwight. I'm glad he, I'm glad he came back, got a ring, and made peace with Kobe. I'm, I'm happy about that. Quickly, how do you think he'll fit in Philly with Embiid and um, that nucleus that's, that's, that they got going on there? I know Doc is there now. So how do you think that fit works out? Dwight – Athletically, he's not what he used to be, but he can still get up and down the court. He was healthy this past year for us, so that's obviously a thing. If he can be healthy, he's stellar. And even though he doesn't have his athletic ability anymore, like he's a three-time All-Defensive Player, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, and you can see that in the way he plays. Like he's a smart guy. He he gave Jokic the blues in Game yeah. One of of Western Conference. Like Jokic had no idea what to do with Dwight. So that whole series, man, he frustrated. He was frustrating them like crazy. Yeah, Dwight will do the dirty work that Embiid probably won't do. And so you can't play them both at the same time like you can Dwight and AD because Embiid's game isn't like Anthony Davis's. 
but you got a legit center. So if, if Dwight, I mean, if MB goes down for a handful of games, you've got a competent guy you can play for 20 minutes a night. No disrespect to Dwight for me, man. I'm, I'm glad he got a ring this year. I think Philly got a real one. So staying, staying on that trend, man, and staying in that lane, this was probably the surprise signing for me. And it probably was for you as a Lakers fan as well, man. The white left, but you replaced mm-hmm. him with the sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell. Quickly, Alex, give us a rundown of how you feel about this signing and, and what it does for the Lakers, man, and, and moving forward. Like, did this trade make you guys better than you were last year? And you won the championship last year. So not trade. I mean, did this signing make you guys better? Yeah, you get the sixth man of the year. I mean, the Lakers have the reigning sixth man and the runner-up in Dennis Schroeder. So last season, one of the Lakers' issues was – there was not a third score on this team. It was third score by committee. It was LeBron, Anthony Davis, and then like the drop off. Any given night, it might be KCP. It could be Caruso. It could be anybody. This season, you've got Schroeder and and uh, Trez, both averaging over 18. I don't think they'll both average that on the Lakers, but the fact that you've got two scores, I didn't see this coming. I thought he w- would be too expensive for the Lakers, but he did turn down a larger contract from Charlotte to get a, a, a two-year deal, you know, an opt-out with the Lakers for $9 million. So. To me, the Clippers get weaker losing him. And I know a lot of people are blaming him for the Clippers losing and not, you know, he can't guard Jokic. Well, of course he can't guard Jokic, but that's more of Doc not being a great coach. You don't put Trez on Jokic. That was just stupid. So the Clippers failures isn't really on Trez as much as it is, I think, the coaching staff that was in Clipperland last year. I say all of that to say you take a key piece from a contender and add it to the champions. I mean, things only get better. You can't make up that production which is probably why they gave uh, Marcus Moore 60, 64 million. Yeah. So, so he literally, he literally see walked across the hallway and joined the other team. So he didn't move far. Well, he got, um, he got caught up to the varsity squad. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Brandon, what do you think about Treads, man? Signing with the, the champions, man. I don't think this shit is fair, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> you think it's fair? <laughs> you manage. You imagine the pick and roll with LeBron and Trez, or Le, or, or, or Schroeder and Trez. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. I, the Lakers definitely got stronger. Um, I disagree with the uh, the sentiment against Doc Rivers. I think Jokic is just a he's just a great player, man. I mean, shit. He is. Who, who the you, hell you, else was they supposed to put on him? Well, you don't put a six Why? eight guy on him. I mean, you could put <laughs> Zubac on him. I mean, man, he would have ate Zubac's ass up. Like, I mean, maybe, but Mon- Montrezl. The, the thing about Montrezl here, Montrell. I know I call you Montrezl because you have a random Z in your name. I, he's good on both ends, defensively and offensively, hey, and and he brings that energy. That's how his mama spelled it, dog. Yeah, I would. I would have <laughs> put Montrezl on on Jokic too. And if he can't guard him, then shit, man. We 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 out of luck. I mean, he's just good. What are we supposed to do? I don't. I don't think that's a knock on Rivers. Quan, <laughs> what do you think about Montrizzle, as Brandon calls them, <laughs> joining the world champion Los Angeles Lakers? Look, he, first and foremost, he's a Carolina boy. Shout out to Tarhead, uh, Tarboro, North Carolina, because that's what that, that's what that's what Trez is from. So I call him the Gargoyle. Yo, when that dude jumps and he goes for the ball, yo, he reminds me of the Gargoyles, yo. That used to come on, uh. Yeah, he gets after it, dog. So and he's aggressive. So I mean I, I I like I like the move. He's gonna bring a lot of intensity to, to LA. Yeah, man. Hey, you know what they say, man. Just like in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs signing, you know, Le'Veon Bell and 
all of those players. The rich get richer. It looks like the Lakers just got better with this move. They also signed Wesley Matthews. Yep. So how know, much cap space they got? I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, he, like, well these, these players are signing for mid-level exceptions and taking less money. You know, Trez took less money. Chip. Yeah. So you think, the, thing about, the thing about Wes Matthews is he basically takes Danny Green's position. Danny Green was making $15 million and Wes is making three point six. Yeah, but Danny Green is a better player. I don't know about that. Did you watch him in L.A. this year? <laughs> did, you I mean, watch he... him in, did you watch him in the <laughs> bubble? Yeah, he was brutal in the bubble. Uh, he just, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, yeah, but but let's, let's be real. Green, they, they, I know. Shooters have their their He's down a Carolina people. boy. I know, Quan. Yeah, come on now. Let's, 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 it's more to the game than just It was all good just a week ago. The Lakers are going to bring back – they're looking to bring back KCP. So if you're bringing back KCP, who's going to get the start spot? There's no yeah. room for Dan in that $15 right. Million. right. So Right. That makes sense. That makes sense to bring in West, but it's, it, when you compare West with Danny Green, I don't, I don't think there's much debate there. I mean, you're talking about ex, uh, championship experience. Yeah, he he might have been cold, you know, but I mean, cold. shit. What shooter hasn't had a cold streak? No, he was freezing, <laughs> dog. Yeah, he he was freezing. Oh, excuse me, dog. <laughs> he he was frigid in the butt. <laughs> the way LeBron looked at him when he passed him that shot for the game winner, and he missed that shit. <laughs> Wide open, LeBron was looking like, bro. I, well, I tell you, you going to hit something? I tell you what, I tell you what. But he has experience, and KCP, as good as the season as he had this year, he can do the same shit next year that Danny Green did this year. Okay, yeah, so yeah, but <laughs> you got you brought in Matt. He, he didn't become Isaiah right. Thomas or Joe Dumas. I, I think you're, I, you're not going to be. He had not, a good stretch. You're not going to tie up thirty million in KCP and Danny Green. Somebody no, got to no, go. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm keeping KCP. I say this: KCP earned the way he played in the in the finals. He earned. Yeah, he did. That spot. He earned that spot. Yeah, yeah, he he did. Did. yeah. He did. So that's the free agency. But I, I did want to give our, our resident insider a chance before we move on to the pick'em to uh, update us on anything that's there. That he's seen, or any moves that he's expecting to happen in the, in the NBA with his team or uh, any other team. So we're gonna give him the solo layout. We're gonna give him our OTR NBA insider. So before we let you go, Alex, and we move on to the NFL pick him. What's on the docket, man? Yeah, I know. I know Fred Van Vliet is still out there. I know Serge Ibaka and some of those names are out there. What do you think? What do you foresee happening on the second day of free agency? Gordon Hayward's still out there, and I know the Knicks. The Knicks want him, but he's. He seems to prepare, uh, prefer Indiana, and I find that interesting because he played for Utah, Boston, and now wants to go to Indiana. You guys see a trend there with the destinations he's choosing? I do. I definitely see a trend. We <laughs> <laughs> can go back. Go ahead. I'm, well, I'm it, fits, it fits his style of play, though. It fits his style of play, though. I mean, look where he went to college and I played mean, he ball is, at. He is from Indiana, so I can – Yeah, well, well, right. we, we see the trend. <laughs> <laughs> he's not asking to go to Miami or L.A., right, or New York. So there's, there's a trend there, I see, but nevertheless – Raul Neto just signed with the Wizards, and Bobby Portis just signed with the Bucks. But the Lakers, Lakers are trying to work out a, a deal to bring back KCP. And I mean, you all know by now the deal for Bogdan Bogdanovich with the Bucks fell apart. So now the league is actually look is actually investigating the Bucks, and they're likely going to get fined and maybe lose draft picks moving forward. But the Lakers are actually talking to the Kings about bringing in Bogdanovich also now. So I don't, we'll see. If they can pull that off, then 
I will agree with you, Brandon. It's not fair. <laughs> if they are able to get Bogdan, they are able to, you know, still get retain KCP and all of that. Yeah, it's 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 not looking good for the rest of the league. So Chris Dunn signed with um Atlanta. Atlanta's made some moves, man. They Atlanta made some moves. has made some moves, man. They saw they signed Gallinari to, and, and now Chris Dunn to, to go with that young team, Trey Young and those young players there. So Bucks just signed DJ Augustine. Three years, twenty-one million. EJ stay getting the check too, man. Shout out to them Texas boys. I knew Quan was going to say that. I knew, I knew that. <laughs> so, so again, man, shout out to our OTR NBA Out Insider. Uh, we appreciate you, man. I don't know if you're going to hang around or not, but we're going to move on to the OTR Pick'em Show. Thanks again for listening to OTR Sports, powered by Crossover Media. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Please tune in to our live broadcasts on Saturdays. Also, be sure to follow us on all major social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram under Off The Record Podcast. See you next time. Peace.